Hey, we know um, Mother's Day is a time to be celebrated. Um, I also recognize that Mother's Day for many of us in this room or those watching online and many choose not to come to church on Mother's Day because of what it can represent. Uh, different pains, different losses. And I want you to know as a church that we, uh, we want to be sensitive to that. Um, I was raised by a single mom. And so I understand the challenges from that aspect, from a mother's perspective. My wife and I lost a child several years ago. So we, we understand some of this. We're different from who you are. But we understand that sometimes Father's Day and Mother's Days and holidays bring, just bring up a lot of pain. So after service, what I'm going to do is take some time just to pray over us as a church for those of you walking through this. Today, if you're visiting, we're doing something a bit different. Um, it's kind of dangerous on my part. But I'm letting my wife lead this thing this morning. And, and the reason why I say it's dangerous is because I tell so many stories about her. And I'm about to give her the mic. And I don't know what she's going to say. And so this morning, here's what we're going to do. Um, you're going you're gonna to hopefully sense, uh, you're going to have a panel of women from all different walks of life. I've asked them to be open, honest, and transparent. Uh, because I want you to be benefited uh, by how someone else has walked through the valley and how they've met God there. And so um, the ladies are going to come out in just a minute. You're going to hear the panel, but you're going to hear their hearts. And hopefully the common thread in this is Jesus. Um, all of these ladies um, are not perfect. Um, they're going to share some of their imperfections about motherhood um, or raising children and so forth and, and working inside and outside the home. But I want you to give them a round of applause as they come in. Ladies. Here they come. Girl, look at you. Cutie pie. Talking to my wife, by the way. Let me, before I get off the stage, let me get me one real quick. Mm, 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 mm. All right. I am off. Guess who Call has me, girl. the microphone? Call me. <laughs> Good morning, church family. We're so excited to be with you today. I'm going to ask the panel uh, to just introduce themselves to you this morning. Okay, my name is Antoinette Hines. I have three children. 41 is Benika, 33 is Lyndon, and 31 is Lorenzo. And I also have four grandkids and three great-grand. <laughs> My name is Nicole Bowers, and I am married to Jim Bowers. We've been married for about 21 years. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, and we have two children. We have a son who is Carson, and he is 14, and a daughter, Sydney, who is 12. And I am a part-time dental hygienist, and my husband is a pilot for United Airlines. <laughs> Brandy Orozco, and um, I'm very popular today. Um, I've been married to Dominic Orozco for 20 years. I have two children. Um, I have a daughter that is 20. Her name is Paris. She attends NAU, and I have a son. His name is Dominic. He's 16, and he is a sophomore at Brophy. I'm Sherry Campbell, and my husband and I have been married for 34 years. We have, <laughs> we have three adult boys, 28, 26, and 22, two daughter-in-laws, yes! 
and a brand new baby granddaughter. Uh, I, were, I, I was a stay-at-home mom for 10 years, and then for about, oh, 17 years, I worked part-time at my church. Thank you for welcoming them this morning. So this morning, I just want to, off the, the bat, just let you know, we are all moms, and we do not have it together. So we were, we were teasing in the back of the green room that we shouldn't be up here on the panel because we don't know what we're doing still. So uh, we're doing our best. We just want to be a blessing to you this morning and talk a little bit about what we do know, what we're still learning. Um, so thank you for being with us this morning. But first, I want to ask, what are some practical ways that you share your faith um, with your kids when they were little? middle school age, high school, adulthood, what are some, some practical ways you'd share your faith in your home? What did that look like for you? Well, right now, um, Dominic and I, I would consider us new believers. Sure. We've been in our faith for about five, five to six years now. Um, so it's a little bit different than what it previously was. Um, I th- kind of think Paris probably got the short end of the stick on that one. <laughs> she probably got me where I wasn't probably the best that I am now. Um, so it's just the biggest thing is demonstrating to them, demonstrating that I am a human, I'm broken, I still need grace, I still need mercy that I find through, through Christ, and now showcasing it to them. And it's just a little bit different, so I just try to lead them through example, lead them through serving at our church, um, having community around me constantly, um, having time with my husband and bouncing off our, our faith and everything that we do together. So I know Dominic is probably rewarding a little bit better from it, just that's the things that we do about now at this time. So good. Yeah, I'll speak uh, on the behalf of Antoinette and I, since we're the older women on stage. <laughs> uh, so we probably did all the things when they were in the home. Uh, devotions, prayer, serving at church, read the Bible, la 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 la, all the things. And at the end of the day, when they're adults, they are still their own person. And that's been a tricky thing to watch. And so that's when you go, okay, God, they're yours. They're on their own journey. And you just keep trusting and going back to the promises he's given you. But that's, um, that's a tricky one to walk even though you've done all the things. It was, you thought you were like making a cake and you right. put all the ingredients <laughs> in and then you'd pull out the finished product and go, voila, but um, you're still waiting. And so you're just still praying. That's right. You're doing your job at the home to do what you can and we have to leave the rest up to the Lord for sure. Mm-hmm. Our sweet kudos. Hey, Nicole, we want to ask you about, you are um, juggling a lot of things. You work and your husband travels a lot with his job. Your two kiddos are in so many things extra outside of school. So you're managing homework, extracurricular activities, and you also lead a Bible study at our church. How in the world do you do all of those things? And by the way, she does them very, very, very well. <laughs> you are kind. Um, it's a juggling act, definitely. Mm-hmm. I think that um, there's moments I feel I do it better than others, and I'm sure my family would attest to that. That, um, you know, but I think it's a matter of being organized. I think that's huge for me. As I have gym schedule, which changes every month and every week, and um, then the kids' schedule with school and activities and my work schedule, and so just trying to be organized and stay on top of that. Um, I had the pleasure of going on vacation uh, a couple weeks ago, and before I left, I um, got on the computer and I printed it out for Jim, like this, you know, Sydney has this this day, Carson has this this day, and, and he 
looked at me and he's like, it's good. I'll just wing it. It'll be fine. And then I think about a day into it, he was thinking, this is really good. <laughs> now I understand why she does this. Um, so, and I think it's about being intentional. There's, you know, to me, relationships with girlfriends, time with friends, time with Jim, our date nights are so important to me. And I think that, you know, um, getting it on the calendar, even if it's two or three weeks away. And, um, but having it there means that you'll do it. Or else at the end of the day, you're left there thinking, you know, I've spent no time with friends. I've had no time with my spouse. All I've done is give and pour out to everybody else. And I'm just kind of feeling a little empty. Um, and then along those lines of feeling empty, I know I was sharing with the ladies in the back that, um, I enjoy running. That's kind of been my big de-stressor. And there have been many, many times where even Jim will say to me, I think you need to go for a run. (laughs) Just to have some time to get out, to be by myself. Um, And it looks like something different every time, whether I'm listening to worship music, whether I'm praying, whether I'm listening to a podcast. There's been many times where I feel I can be the most vulnerable with the Lord and just break down. Although running and crying at the same time are really hard. (laughs) Kind of get out of breath. But but just having that moment, because it is hard. And motherhood is not easy. And um, sometimes I'll say to Jim, what have you done to me? (laughs) Yet I I love it. I mean, I would not change it for the world. And I am truly blessed. But but it is is hard. It's not easy. And um, we need to have that restoration from the Lord and have that time with him. That's right. I remember with uh, Balin, who was our first, he's 11 now. I did not leave him alone for almost two years, not to go to the grocery store. Wow. Not to do, and I'll tell you why. The reason I did that, I honestly thought that's what a good mom did. And what I didn't realize was when I actually would finally take a little bit of time away, I was a much better mom coming home uh, to my family. So... uh, (laughs) Hey, I have the microphone, buddy. <laughs> so, um, no, honestly, it was, I would encourage, especially young moms, I think we feel like we have to be there all the time for everything. Um, but honestly, the sweetest moments with, with Balin and Noe was when I would actually give them time to be alone. Um, they had the best time without me. They made messes and they did all the things. Um, and it was great for their relationship too. And I needed space to go do whatever I needed to do. I like to get a pedicure, but reading is also good. So, Just some more thoughts on what sure. Nicole shared there about juggling all the plates and all That's the things right. you have. Uh, everyone's made different. Um, every person has a different level of emotional capacity and physical energy to do all the things. Okay. And something that would happen to me as a mom would be the comparison game. When I would see the other mom in the carpool lane, man, she's got it together. <laughs> but I'm like, oh my word, I forgot to bring the cookies today that I signed up for for the class. I forgot to go over your homework. You don't have it here today. So comparing uh, was an easy trap to fall into when the boys were at home. And so that's something just to realize we're all made different. We all have different gifts and mine look different than yours and that's That's okay. That's right. We talked last service a little bit too about social media and how we see, you know, picture perfect families and children and 
as moms, immediately you see the family that looks so cute the one time that they do, right? And you think, oh, like we weren't matching and they look crazy and all the things. And so um, having boundaries and taking yourself a little bit away from that is also uh, very beneficial. Do you have anything with that? Um, There's a funny story and it's the picture that you guys probably seen of us being at Hawaii. And now that you say picture, Throughout that whole day, I was so worried. I mean, I had our outfits picked out for a whole week. (laughs) There was supposed to be a white t-shirt with blue jeans, no shoes, walking on the beach, because everybody does it. (laughs) That's what I had. And at the last minute, everybody decided, no, they wanted to wear Hawaiian shirts, which were not from Hawaii. I had no idea. And so we, I was probably the angriest I've ever been on a vacation in Hawaii <laughs> in, the in pretty that picture because I had no idea Love how it. it ended up yeah. with my husband wearing a flower shirt with this, sh- you had like a shell necklace on, <laughs> he got it at one of the restaurants. So it does go by that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And for me, it's like when the boys were younger, their father also was in the military. So we travel a lot. So the thing with with my kids at the time is just trying to keep them up to date because we moved so much. Mm-hmm. So trying to keep up with other kids, what's going on in the world, it was real hard. So it was like one time my husband was gone for like, um, I think it was almost a year and I was about to have Lorenzo and it was like, it was just so stressful. And I had to have the, the colonel wife, matter of fact, to, to bring him back in. So he would be able to be there with me when I have Lorenzo. So it was just so stressful for me to try to take care of the other two that I had at home, then trying to get him at the same time. So Lorenzo came so quick, like at 12 o'clock, like my water birth. Uh-oh. At 4.02, Lorenzo was coming out. He didn't wait for nobody. He was, he was coming out and he was going through the door. And, and I said, no, we can't. We got to, you know, hold him back. Try to hold him back. It, it didn't work that way. If you're a woman, you know, it, he, came, he, came, he came right on out. So it, it just was so hard to try to have the two young ones I had at the house and then trying to take care of him. It was... It's totally, it's, it's totally different now from what it was then. So it's a lot. Yeah. If you remember, Antoinette has Lorenzo, who is is he thirty one? Is that correct? How old is Lorenzo? 31? He's 31, yes. He is the one we shared a community group, um, small group video where he came in and surprised his mom. Do you guys remember that? So with that, I wanted to ask you, um, how in the world did you and do you trust the Lord when Lorenzo goes away overseas to serve the country? How have you managed to be able to do that? The good thing is that Lorenzo knows God. If he didn't know God as well that he did, I think I'll be worried. But since he knows him well, then, you know, I just let it, let God take over his life for, you know, because he knows the word. He has plenty of friends that he communicate with. Mm-hmm. He goes on social media, people don't know, and just put his words out about God. And, and I, I know God have a hands over his life. So, you know, I really trust him. Now, the other two, we need prayer for. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Hey, one out of three is pretty good. Yeah, so. Brandy, I wanted to ask you, how um, have you dealt with hard seasons with your kids? And how has community helped you in seasons that you've had a hard time with the kids? We've all had hard seasons and we'll have hard seasons um, with our children. What does that look like for you? I think... Um well, as we know, seasons change, and it's always hard at different ages. I remember, like you said, when they're young, you're trying to pick up two kids and doing this and doing that, and now I have a teenager and a college student, and it's just 
watching them make decisions and um, knowing that we're in a season right now that God has been showing them grace. And again, we're new believers, so I know that God is showing me grace, and I haven't, I'm not perfect, and I make mistakes, and I'm trying to do that at this time with them, allow them to, to make these mistakes and go through it. But the biggest thing that has really helped me has been community. Community through my church, community through outside my church, my godly people that, that I can rely on. Because um, there was a time, and, and I've, I've told her I was going to tell her, <laughs> tell the story, but with my daughter, Paris, I remember um, about five years ago when we accepted Christ, and we're a family of four, and everything was perfect. I have the boy, the girl. So when we were going to accept Christ and get baptized, um, I wanted that picture. Mm-hmm. I wanted, oh my gosh, I'm a great mother. I'm rebaptizing my kids, but she wasn't ready. She did not want to accept Christ at that moment. At 16, she thought she knew it, and I was like, well, you're not going to be saved. And But God told me at that time, this is my daughter. I love her. Allow her to walk with me. So I had to let it be. So we have a picture of just me, my husband, and my son. And so every day I would just pray, and I have this pink posted on my window that says, just God, please have Paris accept Christ one day. Just accept, please, please. Because I knew as many days would keep going, she still hadn't accepted Christ. And so last year, um, she came back from college and she worked in the preschool. She did volunteer work. She, with Lauren, that was the director, and then she um, babysat with a family here at church, the Kensleys. And these ladies, I was very open with my group and these ladies that Paris hadn't accepted Christ. I was praying for her so they would do the same thing. And these ladies so unconditionally loved on her and just accepted her for, I hope I don't get emotional because I didn't get emotional on the other one. (laughs) They accepted her for truly who she was. And even as a mom, it was so hard to accept at times because we want this image of this perfect person or daughter or child because it makes us feel like a failure if we didn't. But that's not what God was telling me. He was saying, you're not perfect either. And so um, even you um, and Pastor Noe walked with Paris, talked with Paris, and just loved on her and never once just judged her or judged me as a mom or my family. And last year before she went to college, her and her fiance accepted Christ and they got baptized here. Um, And so it was just so beautiful to see and just knowing that it was my community. It was my community who helped me through those those hard times, those hard decisions. And it it doesn't just take me and my husband to do it. It, There's people around us that helps us. Now I was thinking about that, Brandy, when there's hard times uh, parenting, that causes stress on your marriage. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, sometimes my husband and I, we're good. It's these three boys over here that got a problem. <laughs> and so the boys, I mean, whatever there was something going on there, it would cause stress between the two of us. And if it weren't, weren't for prayer and tears and counseling, absolutely. we may not make it. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of hard years with our firstborn. Probably, I can count them, seven years. Uh, entering junior high and going through high school. Very, very hard on us. And you would seek help from your church community, from your small group, from pastors, from friends. But sometimes we needed professional help and we had to pay. And that felt weird. Uh, But I'm so, so grateful that that 
help and support was there. So at the end of the day, it's, it's this whole big messy journey that you're on and there's just tons of grace and forgiveness, but, um, praise God for, you know, the godly community to lean into. Prayer and people is Prayer what I'm hearing people, from yes. both of you. <laughs> Nicole, you guys are a little bit new to our church. Um, how did you jump in and how did you start serving and getting involved in the church? How did you make the step to do that? I know that we are um, on stage and we're in front of you, but we're actually all very nervous to be up here and shy. So it's, it's a hard thing to do to jump into a new place, especially the size, to get connected. How did you do that? And this was not a question I knew was coming, so. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> it's all good. No, I, um, I'd been very involved in our other church prior and knew the importance. I know that it, it takes a, a village. <laughs> um, and I felt that in order to have the personal connections with other people and to get to know other people, that that was something that I needed to do. Uh, but I think I shared earlier, you know, that didn't come comfortably necessarily. And, um, you know, I started serving in preschool because I love babies. I think that is fantastic. I love to love on them for about an hour and then I get to give them back. <laughs> and it's a beautiful thing. And so I started there and really enjoyed that and then felt like I wanted to connect with other women as we talk about community. You know, we've been, I know our family has been so blessed by community in, um, in a variety of different ways and needed to have that, knew that that was something that was important. And um, so I would come to the women's gatherings because I thought that's probably the best place to get to know a bunch of women. But um, often at the beginning came a little reluctantly because I, I was nervous. I didn't know who I would sit with, who I would talk to, who would talk to me, if I would feel, you know, just kind of left out. And um, it's uncomfortable. And so, um, but after sitting in my car for about 10 minutes and praying and thinking this is not good, I should just go home. Um, when my daughter was in students, I thought, well, no, I can't really go home because I still have to come back and pick her up so I might as well stay and um, you know just just kind of forced myself to step out and be uncomfortable and I know we've talked about this that we, we tell our kids as Brandy showed last time go make friends go you know go have a great time and step out of your comfort zone yet we don't want to <laughs> right. and, and that's hard so in order to expect that of our children we have to demonstrate that to them so um, you know and it's been such a blessing it's been a blessing to be able to do that because that's where you really get your true friendships and true relationships is when you do have um, those times through Bible studies, through different communities, through um, people that you learn from, older women um, that you can learn from and younger women you can pour into. Well, I could say a little bit about that. So I've been here now, April the 27th. It's been a year I've been in Phoenix. So I have never been to a women's group. <laughs> However, but I've been to a small group with um, Patty and um, I can't, Steve, Steve. Nelson. And that's how I was able to connect with other women in the, in the community here. And to talk about family, the Nelsons have been like my, my go-to family. Hi, if y'all out there. <laughs> and they, they actually been awesome. So even with Lorenzo, when he was gone, um, when I needed anything or talked to anybody, I went to them. So they've actually been awesome for me. 
um, since I've been here. So good. I think in motherhood, we attend, at least I do, we isolate ourselves because we're tired, we have lots of people to take care of, and I think the thing we need the most is community and people. And so I would not stress more and more to get yourself plugged in somehow in our church life, serving um, community group, women's ministry, whatever you can do to get plugged in. Um, it really does change things. Prayer and people uh, really make a big difference in your walk uh, as a mom. So the next question I have, I'm going to open for all four of you, is what is the greatest joy and what is the greatest hardship you've faced in motherhood? What are the two things? We can, you can answer them together. What is your greatest joy in being a mom and what's the hardest part about being a mom? I could go first. Go, Brandy. Um, okay. Um, I'll first say that the joy question was probably, we all talked about it, was one that we had to conversate about. It kind of came hard for us to answer. And we were telling Clancy, like, don't bring that question up, but we got it <laughs> twice. We, we were laughing in the back that the hardest question for us to answer out of all of our questions was, what is the greatest joy in being a mom? And I think I it's- I said yeah. when they leave. <laughs> Sherry did say when they, when they leave your house. So. We had that down. <laughs> Which I Just think kidding. we're all looking forward to, for sure. But. And I think, I think we started realizing that it's such a hard question to ask because, or answer, because that's what we were given. We were given this gift. And sometimes as mothers, or even anyone, I mean, we're given a gift by God. And we forget to enjoy it at times. We feel that we just have this purpose or to fix, 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 constantly do, 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 stay busy. But instead of enjoying it, Mm -hmm. and I think that's why it came hard because we're such busy moms or you're trying to make something out of that needs to be perfection, which we forget who and why. And there's only one perfect person. It's not us or the person that we've been given. And so the joy is just watching them develop, making their choices, making what their decisions, whether they're wrong, because that was my other question, but even if they're wrong, just walking them through, walking their faith with them. And the hardest time is when they're not walking in faith. That's right. When they're not doing what, you know, but it's me too, it's demonstrating it because it's so easy to say, um, walk in faith, walk in faith. I don't know why it's easier for me to walk in faith when tragic happens. But when it's not, and it's just our regular days, I'm telling them, walk in faith, but I'm not doing it. So I think that's, that's the hardest part as a mom. That's really good. Yeah, uh, I would piggyback on that. Uh, I, would, I always encourage as a young mom to think real long term. It won't always look like this. Things will change. And to think real, real long term, you want them to want to come home. And that really hit me because I want my boys to come home and I will do anything to make it fun for them to come home. And now that they're all out of the house, um, they do want to come home. They come home for holidays. They'll meet us for vacation if we pay. (laughs) So I was encouraged to, it's all the little things. Have their friends over. Um, wear a goofy hat, uh, you know, stay up late. Uh, be, think about this is what a mother says. This is what a father says. This is what a mom does. Because mm-hmm. I'm always modeling. This is what marriage looks like. Right. All these little things, they all add up. And over time, they mattered. All the little things, they kind of came bubbling back to us. Now that they want to be with us for vacation, that's huge to me. That, that's a serious joy. And the hardest things would be 
that sometimes I didn't realize it was going to be so hard. Mm -hmm. And some of those times, and I felt really alone, and I'd walk onto the school campus, and there they'd find, oh, Mrs. Campbell, can we talk to you again about blah, blah, blah? Oh, Mrs. Campbell, we're so glad you came. Can we have a meeting over here about, you know, Mrs. Campbell, can we talk to you after school about your son? Mrs. I mean, if I walked on that campus, I walked on it a dozen times, some teacher wanted to find me and talk to me about my kids. Didn't want to go to school again. But um, all the hard things that, that they would walk through, I felt alone. And that was hard. And it was hard sometimes to find a safe place mm. to share that because you didn't think it was going to be that hard. Mm-hmm. And, and it was. So, yeah. I think when we fantasize motherhood or before we're a mother, I remember being pregnant with our first and thinking they're going to sleep through the night and I'm going to follow this book and they're X, Y, and Z and it's going to look just like this. And then we had our fourth. And um, <laughs> man, we, we tease all the time. Balin... Our oldest, uh, he was a pretty easy baby, and we thought we had it together. We thought we were really great parents, had the fourth, and we have no idea what we're doing, and we still don't know what we're doing. Um, but I think God does that for, not just for them, but for us too, um, of trusting him. But um, what else? Nicole, what do you think? Yeah, I would say um, for me, as a, when I had younger children, um, it was definitely the lack of sleep. Man, mm-hmm. you realize <laughs> how much you need that when it's gone. And, um, and I remember someone once told me, they said, when your children are young, the hardest part is that you are physically exhausted. Mm-hmm. And as they get older, the hardest part is you are mentally exhausted. Right. And um, I have found that to be very true. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as, as our kids get older, preteen, teen age... Um, there's uh, so many opportunities to share wisdom and so many conversations that my kids and I will have after school or they love right before they're going to bed when I'm really tired to tell me uh, to unload the whole day. I don't know if anybody else has that. Um, and it's, it's wonderful, but it's, it's hard. It's hard to always know what to say. It's hard to always know what to do for them and um, how to pour into them. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that I have learned through that, though. I don't have to always have all the answers. I'm not going to have all the answers. And, um, you know, I was sharing with the ladies that my daughter a couple of years ago um, during COVID, I had the pleasure of homeschooling like I'm sure many of you did. And that wasn't ever something I thought I was going to do. And my daughter was needing some help in math. And so I was um, helping her through, um, working through some problems. She's like, no, mom, no, no, that's not how the teacher does it. And um, I said, well, this is the answer. You know, three plus one is four. I I promised you. No, 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 that's not how it's done. And I finally said to her, I said, I'll tell you what, if I don't know the answer, I will tell you I don't know the answer. But if I do know, you have to 
trust me that I'll, I'll help you out. I know what I'm talking about. So, um, so I'd say those are more of the hardships. I think the blessings have been the, the joys through it is when you have those um, long conversations. You pour into your children. You give them the wisdom that they are needing and looking for, and you see then the benefit. You see them living out their faith. You see them making good decisions. And I um, shared earlier that, uh, not to pick on my daughter again, um, she's, she's fantastic. She's a great, great student. She does very well in school. And um, her teachers lately, when they give up teaching, because middle school is kind of difficult, they'll kind of <laughs> say to her, could you just finish teaching the rest of, of the lesson? And she does a fantastic job. Um, and so one day I got an email sent home telling me that she had got a D on a science test. And I thought, well, I'm going to put on my mama pants and march in there and find out what happened and um, make sure that we correct that because that's not okay. And I said to her, Sydney, what, what were you thinking? What were you doing? What happened? And she's like, well, mom, you know, they were teaching evolution and I didn't believe in what the teacher was teaching. And so I'm not going to learn that because I don't believe it to be the truth. And I thought, all right, here's a cookie. <laughs> great great <Okay>. decision. <laughs> yes, for, for me now, I, I think because my kids are so older, um, when they were younger, I would love to have them have them home to be with me, you know, mm-hmm. for me to be able to spend time with me. But now as they're older, I'm glad they're gone. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> not really, not, not really. But I'm, I, I, miss them, I miss them a lot. Um, I have a daughter that live in North Carolina. I have a son that live in Virginia. And of course, Lorenzo here. So it's kind of hard to have family here when, mm-hmm. when I really need them. So phone calls are always you know, FaceTime or whatever. But it's, to me, it's important that I spend majority of my time with them because right now we're going through hard times. Um, our father, their, well, their father and I are going through a divorce. So it's, it's, I try to keep that communication open with them so to let them know that everything is, is going to be okay. So for me, the joy is just to be able to have them there, to be able to talk about it, and to realize that you still have life must go on no matter what. Okay. And, um, and my, my four grandkids, um, they are special, but however, um, I don't think I want to live with them, but anyway. <laughs> um, and and not, it's not a bad thing, it's that because when their mom grows, teaching the way she wants them to live is not the way I would, would right. do things. So I love my grandkids, but I just, you know, prefer them to be with their mother. So. <laughs> to close today, we're going to ask uh, Nicole and Sherry, could you share your favorite scripture that you have for your families? Uh, yes. So the theme would be pray, pray, and keep praying That's and exactly. continue praying. But Philippians 4, 6, and 7, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Just keep praying. Okay. <laughs> 
And I would say for us, um, a verse that has just stood out this year in particular is 2 Timothy 4, 7. And um, my daughter was kind of struggling with some girls at school. Again, middle school girls can not be very nice all the time. (laughs) And we happened to sit down one night and um, we're doing a devotional at the end of the day. And that was the verse. And it was, you know, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And it was something that then dropping her off at school for, you know, days later and or I'd write on a napkin and put it in her lunchbox you know keep the faith fight the good fight and I think that that's a big thing as as mothers for sure as single people um, wherever you are in life is to continue to persevere and know that um, God has it uh, in control has our lives planned out for us he has plans for us to prosper us and not to harm us, give us that hope and a future that we need, and we just have to keep pressing on and having faith in him. That's right. You are the best mom for your child. Um, there's no other mom that's a better mom for your child than, than you. So keep remembering that when you're feeling discouraged. Um, can you thank our panel? We love you all so much. Happy Mother's Day. Hey, Granger, Granger has flowers for y'all. A bucket of flowers Granger has. Let's thank them one more time. And, you know, it's, um, you said Sydney. Thank you, Is Sydney in here? Sydney, proud of you for stepping up for your faith. And let me just tell you, these get degrees. I got one, okay? I got three. I got three, Sydney. And, um, Sydney, the scary thing sometimes about um, mean kids, whether it's kids, you know, kids or, or middle school, I tell my kids this. I said, man, are kids that mean? They're like, yeah, they're horrible. I'm like, well, I guess they grow up to be adults, don't they? And so we, uh, we joke around in the family of saying, hey, look, you know, you don't ever know what people are walking through. You don't know what the kids are walking through, what the home life is like or anything like that. The only thing we can control is our response. And so we always try to shepherd our, our children in that way. I think we're all dying to know. You have two children. Three. Three, two, two three and we have four is it is it normal to have a favorite child and do you and do you have a favorite so you you do have a favorite child different seasons always okay right now i think paris is in the running about two, about where's paris? paris you're the favorite right paris, now paris you're the favorite right now <laughs> dominic was last so it just kind of goes back yeah, and forth seasons Paris is doing great right now. <laughs> well, we definitely have a favorite too, and I'm not going to tell you who because my oldest son is in here. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> I love you. Hey, yeah, um, thank you guys. So I know this was different. The desire was to pour into y'all's hearts, and for those of you who are walking through these different seasons, uh, the common thread uh, is Jesus Christ. He is the rock, He is the foundation, He is the strength, and He is the hope. And through these um, stories that you've heard, through the marriages, through you coming in as a single person, um, here's what I want to do. I want to close this by praying. Granger gave all of them flowers. Um, and here's what we're going to do. Uh, we have so many flowers all across the place. You can feel free to take any flower you want on the way out. All right, please do us a favor and take some flowers with you. For those of you married men who forgot to get one for your wife, go ahead and pick a rose out right here. <laughs> Be like, baby, this is for you, honey. And uh, do what you need to do with those of yours. I want to pray over you. Um, I know, I know that some of you um, 
mothers in here can be walking through different things in motherhood that maybe you're shameful for, that you did or haven't done. Um, I know some of you, um, the enemy will whisper lies to us quite often. And uh, he's, he's the minister of discouragement. That's the enemy. He's the minister of discouragement. Uh, some of you have maybe made decisions back in uh, your youth or years ago that haunt you today. And I just want to pray for you uh, that Jesus may be your freedom. He may be your mercy and your grace during this season. And so join me, Father. We just pray. Um, today being Mother's Day, we understand that there are various emotions that come along with this. There are things the enemy will whisper, narratives he will try to write in our heads. And God, we just ask you for every person in here that we may gather up the strength to place our faith and hope in Jesus Christ. The truth is none of us in this room are perfect. We've all fallen short. Every man, every woman in this room, we have a need for Jesus Christ. We thank you, God, that you know everything about us and you still love us the way you do. We thank you that even when we don't love ourselves and we don't make the proper decisions, God, and we have different things that we do over and over and over, that you are still sweet Jesus to us. So God, encourage us today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Happy Mother's Day. we see you next Sunday. Go, sons.